Moments before I was fired from my last full-time job, my boss at the time gave me a compliment. I'm not sure whether she intended to compliment me or not, but I do know one thing's for certain. She was throwing out seemingly positive statements to make herself and probably me a little less uncomfortable with the conversation. But the truth is, while I was overjoyed to be walking out of that job as I knew that it was no longer where I was supposed to be, and I was only weeks away from discovering that I was finally starting out completely on my own. What did sting and what I found myself wondering about after that conversation was the sort of cheap, backhanded compliments that I received in that conversation. When all was said and done, they felt very patronizing. They felt ingenuine. And honestly, it's the only thing about that interaction that I had a negative experience with. I still consider that whole conversation and that experience a massive gift. That was the lights on moment that allowed me to really dive into being a full-time artist and propelling dough even further in momentum so much sooner than I thought I would ever feasibly be able to do. It was thrust upon me, even though in my perspective, I was doing everything I could at the moment. I just didn't see what the possibilities really were until they were handed directly to me, sandwiched in throwaway compliments. Welcome back to Say What You Mean. My name is Lauren. I'm your host and the founder and director of Doe Creative. Today, we are talking through some common communication misconceptions that may not take you exactly where you thought they were going to. We're glad you're here. Okay, so what is a communication myth? That seems ultimately subjective, right? And it could be. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that will stand by these things I'm about to encourage you not to do. And that's totally fine. This is meant to be a discussion. I am never claiming to be the authority on any of these things. I'm simply here to share my perspective, my experience in this world, and maybe plant a thought or two that could be beneficial to you down the road, or that we can chat through as we discuss these and our conversation goes further. With that out of the way, and without further ado, first, I want to tackle what I consider to be one of the biggest communication myths out there, and that is the art of sandwiching. Sandwiching, uh, if you have ever set foot in a corporate experience or many traditional communication settings, is an art form that is highly encouraged when you have to deliver bad news. It goes like this. Okay, you've got to have a conversation with somebody on your team and you are not looking forward to it. You're going to have to tell them that 
their productivity hasn't been what the company has expected, and they're going to have to up their game, or you may fear the worst. Yuck. Nobody wants to have that conversation. And there's a thousand different clothes this conversation has. Any idea of delivering bad news or criticism, especially to somebody that you're working with, is inherently uncomfortable. So sandwiching is putting that bad news in between two juicy layers of ego strokes. They say to start out with reinforcing positivity or complimenting them on something they're doing really well. Hey, Amanda, thanks for meeting with me today. I just wanted to talk to you about a few things. You know, you are doing such a good job of getting here on time and making sure that you're all set up for the day. It's really setting a great example for everyone. I did want to mention you actually suck at everything else. And unfortunately, if you don't really get your act together, we're not going to provide you training or, or help walk you through what actually you could be doing better. We may just have to let you go. But don't worry. We all love so much when you bring those snacks to share at break time, and we really value you as a team member. Okay, that's a huge over-exaggeration, but that is in and of itself sandwiching. And on the surface level, seems like a good thing, right? We're not only complimenting them, hopefully honestly, about what they are doing well and what you do appreciate them for, but we're hopefully making the blow of that negative comment or criticism a little easier to take. Screeching halt. Have you ever had a conversation like that where you at all remember or even heard the positive things that were said to you? Maybe, and in that case, congratulations, huge pat on the back to you. More often than not, it leaves you feeling a little confused and questioning whether those positive statements were at all authentic. Sandwiching has irked me from the moment I encountered it as freshly out of high school and in the workforce as I was before going on to college. And whether we actively know it's happening or not, all of us have experienced sandwiching unintentionally or intentionally at some point. I couldn't pinpoint why it bothered me for a long time, but I knew I didn't like doing it. I didn't love receiving it. And I wanted to find a better way out. This could not be the golden ticket to good communication. So when I started thinking of what communication myths I wanted to be busted, as this concept was requested by one of our listeners, this was one of the first that crossed my mind. But what makes it a myth? And what can we do instead that's better? Well, the overall goal of sandwiching is to cushion the blow, right? We see very quickly that it doesn't do a great job of that. Because more often than not, as soon as you've delivered the sandwich, the questions and conversation has to continue regarding that yucky middle part. Instead of feeling valued and complimented, more often than not, the recipient of that sandwich is going to immediately identify the rotten center. Criticism that could have been constructive, now feels hidden or sneaky. It also really cancels out those compliments that you could have been giving wholeheartedly and genuinely. It makes them feel like guard dogs to this weird criticism that you've been avoiding. Quite frankly, sandwiching is a bad call from the start. Busted. It's a myth. So how do we do it better? 
How do you deliver the bad news in a way that feels a little less bad? I've got two suggestions for you that I have used for years and have really been a godsend to me. This first one works primarily when you're the big guy in charge or you're working on a team and you need to talk to another team member. Whether you're the boss or not, it doesn't really matter, but this works best in a team setting. This comes from me reflecting and thinking of how I would want to receive criticism, um, negative feedback, or information on how I could be doing my job better when I was participating in a more traditional workplace in many different scenarios. And it comes back to, while it may feel like, ugh, this person isn't going to want to hear that they're not doing the best that we think they can, or however you want to slice it, it sucks a whole lot more when you don't give them that feedback and all of a sudden there's consequences down the road. That is absolutely blindsiding and frustrating because once you identify what it was that you weren't living up to in the eyes of these team members, it feels so silly. They could have simply told you they wanted the letters sent out that way, and you could have changed how you were operating. So the method is pretty direct, pretty clear, and clarifying the why behind this change in behavior that you're requesting. Here's the story example. You're managing a coffee bar. Your team's great. There's one barista that continually leaves this certain pitcher uncleaned, unrinsed. It gets gross. People get annoyed that it's not done, and you know for a fact you've told the whole team multiple times that this needs to be completed. All right, how are we going to approach this? First things first, make sure it's a one-on-one interaction. Sending generic, passive-aggressive messages in your team chat or addressing the whole team and not singling out anybody is still humiliating and confusing. It feels like you're dancing around it. Get them one-on-one and simply show them, again, how to do it. Here's what I would say. Hey, I noticed this wasn't rinsed out the way we really need it to be. I just wanted to walk you through it and make sure that we're all on the same page so that we can tackle this together. There's a few cringy buzzwords in there, tackle, so we can get through this together, but it works. You're on the same team. You simply need to reinforce that. I would show them how I want it to be done, explain why, explain what happens when it's not, and then ask them if they have any questions or if there's anything else that I can help with. 99.9999% of the time, the response has been, thank you. I avoided doing it because I couldn't quite remember how to do it right. And I just didn't do it at all. Now, not every piece of not the most positive news you deliver will be that cut and clear. I know. But the three points in how to address something like this with this method are make sure it's one-on-one, be direct, explain or show them how exactly it could be remedied best, and tell them why. That's the biggie. A lot of times, especially in work environments, we have tasks that were assigned from our team members or our bosses with no explanation of what the point is. Taking the time to explain why really shows value in a much more genuine way than throwing out but keep up the good work. It's worked for me countless times. And when I've received criticism in this way, I have walked out feeling so much freer and better. And my interaction with the person delivering that quote unquote bad news 
has only gotten stronger because I know that they care enough to take the time to walk me through it. My second approach is highly relational. This could work in your workplace or your team dynamic, and it could also work when you're simply working alongside somebody, be it a client, a friend, a peer, what have you. Our goal here is to maintain and build trust, right? The whole reason you even need to deliver this criticism is because you want the overall interaction to improve. If you didn't care, what would the point be in spending time to address it at all, right? So right out of the gate, my advice is don't wait super long to address something. Humans are highly intuitive creatures. And many times this person that you're trying to figure out how to have a conversation with can probably tell that something's a little off. And none of us like playing the guessing game with, are they mad at me? Did I do something wrong? What's going on here? Something seems a bit different. That simply creates anxiety, distance, and awkwardness going into the conversation when it does eventually happen. Wait long enough that you can ensure you're in an emotionally neutral state. Ensure that it's not an emotionally volatile situation that you're in. Try to talk in person. Things over the phone, over text, email, even video chats can translate really weird. And be as honest, as clear, and as brief as possible. Explain to them how you're feeling, what it is that the negative feedback criticism is, why it's bothering you or why it's destructive in whatever manner. And if you have a specific idea of how you would like it to be resolved, suggest that. Then, and here's the big one, give them room to respond to each of those things. Chances are you're going to learn a bit of background and context of why that behavior was displayed. And chances are they'll understand where you're coming from a little clearer. Then the conversation is simply, all right, how are we going to handle this moving forward? Cool. You guys have arrived at a conclusion where you're both happy, you feel better, and you're glad you had that conversation. Finally, and most importantly, make sure you have some sort of segue into a normal conversation. That way you're not just sitting there trying to figure out how to escape this interaction, however well it went. So let's review. Don't let it become stagnant. Try to talk in person. Explain how you feel. Deliver the negative feedback of what it is that's bothering you or that's not working. Explain why. Talk to them about what could be done better and give them room to breathe and respond. Then segue into your next conversation. Making sure you guide that conversation into a normal interaction after the fact takes the responsibility off of them to know when it's appropriate to transition. Because they're on the receiving side and they're probably processing through their internal ideas about this, it's super helpful for you to be the person to walk into your next topic or interaction with grace. And there you have it. One communication myth busted. I hope that one or two of those recommendations of how to deliver negative feedback a little bit more gracefully and constructively may be helpful for you in interactions you have in the future. I've not always carried them out perfectly, but when I've remembered to and I've followed the formula, it really has helped. It's preserved a genuine interaction and it's given me kind of a skeleton to go off of 
to guide us both through the conversation. You're not stuck with sandwiching. There are better ways. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Say What You Mean. I really hope you enjoyed it and it was helpful. I'd love to hear your suggestions of communication myths we can bust in the future. So head on over to our Instagram at Co and send us a suggestion. In the meantime, if you want to catch up on everything going on at DoeHQ, get early access to episodes of Say What You Mean, our newspaper, The Daily Doe, and so much more, be sure to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Co. Our supporters are the reason this is even possible, and we are wholeheartedly grateful. Thank you all for making this community truly something special, and we'll see you next time.